Constellation. 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 Hello, and welcome to Soulful Wildflowers, a podcast where we explore topics and modalities to help raise your vibration, strengthen your internal guidance system, and your connection with self. I'm Carrie, a writer, emotional wellness coach, empath, and explorer of spirituality. My goal is to awaken the lightworker inside of you by discussing topics you may have previously thought out of reach. So welcome to Woo Woo 101, a down-to-earth approach to spirituality. As Dolly Parton once said, wildflowers don't care where they grow. So no matter where you are in your awakening, years in or just starting to explore, you're exactly where you need to be. We're so grateful you're here and can't wait to grow with you. Hello and welcome. This is another episode of the Soulful Wildflowers podcast. My name is Carrie Fox, your host. And today I am joined by the amazing Callista. Callista is an award-winning Scottish author, speaker, and pioneer of spiritual ascension. As a former cancer research scientist, she blends the seen and unseen realms into her certified modalities, angel healing and unicorn healing. With students in over 70 countries, Callista has inspired thousands of people's souls to heal and empower their life. She's dedicated her life to helping others to embody the divinity and believes that by empowering our life, we can help all of creation to thrive. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me, Carrie. It's a joy to be here and also to be live on Facebook with everybody. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> yes. yes. Thank you for uh, allowing us to go live on Facebook. I love interacting with the community. And I think it's always um, just beautiful to be able to share these conversations and really um, allow people to join us in the conversations as well. Yeah, like a campfire. We're all around this cozy space. Yeah, definitely. So total side note, I just um, got like actual internet here. I live on a farm and I, I just got actual internet here, like cable internet, mm-hmm. um, which allowed me to get Disney+. Plus. Uh, which is huge. I'm a huge Disney fan. And I just watched today while I was working um, Camp Rock. So (laughs) speaking of campfires, I literally just watched. um, It was it was letting my inner child play a little bit and like going back a couple of years. And it was a lot of fun. So total, total tangent. But um, (laughs) no, it's needed. Inner child. Oh, spending time with her inner child and letting that aspect of us play is so important. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think just having fun in general right now is a really big theme for me, at least, is just Mm -hmm. taking a break. We were just talking about this, right? Taking a break, letting go, not really having so much on the to-do list and like giving yourself space to just be. Yeah, it's needed. That's what the guides and the angels keep saying about this month. Like May, there's so much going on on astrological levels. And I don't really, sometimes I look at, into what's going on, but I tune more into the energy and listen to the guides and the angels. And they said that May is intense. It is a big month. There's, there's so much transition for people. So many people waking up as well. And the collective consciousness right now feels a bit thick and gloopy. And so it's, <laughs> it's, it's scientific terms there. It's really important for us just to take some time out and yeah have that breath have that spaciousness within ourselves and within our life so that we can integrate um, and kind of catch up to all the changes that our energetic feels is is happening you know give our physical body a chance to catch up Mm -hmm. yeah it immediately um kind of came you know how we talk about um thriving as opposed to surviving and I think the past two years a lot of us have just been surviving trying to make it through each day and um this is really like feels like a transition like a seasonal transition if you will um but for us as humans as a human race into thriving like how can we thrive as individuals how can we again, makes, I just keep hearing, make space for ourselves to allow those emotions that we felt to come through, um, just allow us to be human. 
We, mm-hmm. we strive so hard to be like <laughs> these little perfect boxes of whatever it may be. And um, humans are very messy. So I think we're just yeah. here to allow the messiness. Yes, exactly. And again, that comes back to the inner child. I think it, I have a sneaky feeling that's going to be a theme for us. Today, yes, yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, I would love to hear a little bit about um, about your journey and how how did you get to becoming this like channel, if you will, and working with angels and unicorns and um I'm hearing ancestors also. Do you do any ancestral yeah, work? I yeah, I do a lot of shamanic work. I don't I don't say it's shamanic, but it very much is off the land, working a lot with the, mm. the land and the ancestry and the elementals. I guess <clears throat> I, I went from uh, being born into a quite a spiritual family. A lot of my ancestors and grand, great-grand, great-aunts were all healers either they were physical healers like midwives or nurses or they were uh, spiritualist mediums so the world of spirit and connecting with the land and honoring the seasons and uh, especially living in scotland rural scotland where magic is alive here it's still so visceral and alive and even just today taking my boys for a walk outside it's palpable you can feel the fairy magic here um and so yeah that 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 was the family the the energy if you like that I was born into and had my first angelic experience when I was six I saw my guardian angel when I was six but it wasn't a lovely fluffy experience it was actually because I was really in a state of uh uh was terrified I was staying at my grand's house my mum was a single mum she worked away a lot so stayed at my grand's and she had this really long, very old cottage that was haunted by a spirit of a man that would often come into my room and freak me out. And I don't think he he meant to do that because many years after I went back and was able to work with the angels and actually communicate with this spirit. But when I was six years old, all I felt was this presence That's a lot. of this man. Yeah. And I remember calling on... Um, I didn't even know the word angel at that time, but I guess we don't really need the words. It was just the intent. And my guardian angel came forward, Seraphim, and she's remained here as all of our guardian angels do. They're from you know, the moment that our soul comes into our mother's body all the way through physical life. And then when we graduate, I like to call it graduation, when we pass over, uh, they continue to be. And then, just fast forward uh, as I was growing up, I, I connected less with magic, less with the angels and went more into the academic studies, um, did a degree in medical biotechnology, went into big pharma, worked in big pharmaceutical companies and uh, was doing a lot of cancer research science and loved what I did up until a point where I realized, you know, I really I didn't feel like I was really affecting positive change in people's life. I just mm. felt like I was just making people richer, the executives richer. Um, and uh, yeah, I left in 2006, catalyzed by you know different things in my life. But basically I was going through a, a spiritual reawakening mm-hmm. and I started to connect with angels and began meditating and uh created the first business that I had which was holistic organic skincare infused with Reiki which you know happens a lot now there's lots of companies doing that but back in 2006 nobody was really doing anything like that but again that was all led by spirit and people would meditate with the soaps instead of using them it was lovely I just it was so fun you know I left science all my friends the guy I was engaged to a steady paycheck everything to be, as we say in Scotland, stony broke, no money, no <laughs> friends, no relationship. But here I was, you know, cooking all of these different elixirs and potions and soaps in my kitchen, surrounded by the fae and the unicorns and the angels. And it was, it was bliss. And I realize now that I went through a walk-in, um, like a spiritual walk-in, an aspect of my higher self walked in and an aspect 
of mm -hmm. my more of my hum human side if you like left departed um it was only really in the last couple of years that I've really understood what a walk-in is and I believe that many of us on our path we have walk-ins often in the path of ascension either a partial walk-in where it's um a guide or an ancestor or an angel might even walk into our body and be with us for the duration of a relationship or the duration of a project coming to fruition or when we're channeling and then we have a full walk-in where it literally is an aspect of our higher self for me it was a an aspect of an angel from the great central sun a solar angel stepped in called herself Callista because I was not born with this name this was not the, uh -huh. this was the name that the angels gave and so it was like a total 360. My life completely changed and I haven't looked back since. That is like, I have so many questions. I'm so fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, this transition, right? This, it's, we've conditioned ourselves to, we think we need to be a certain way and we need to present ourselves a certain way. And only this portion of us can show and and we have all these, again, fitting in these boxes and like, it just sounds so freeing to be like, just shred that box right up, throw yeah, it out the done. window. <laughs> I don't want you anymore. And, and walking in, like, this is a new term for me. So I absolutely adore this Okay, walking into this, like this actual version of who you truly are and allowing yeah. Bits and pieces of you that you've buried to like really be seen and, and shine that light, be that light worker and shine that light on those aspects. And in doing so, giving permission to others to do the same. Cause I really truly believe, I mean, we see it so much with our children. I can tell you a thousand times to do something, but all of a sudden you see them doing something, like you tell them all the time, but then like, you see them doing something or mimicking something that you do all the time. And you're like, how did they learn that? And it's because they watch you, right? They, yeah. they do monkey see That's monkey true. do, but they won't listen to you. So. Oh, that is so true. And I'm sure all the parents can identify with that. And you're like, oh, they actually are listening. Something is going in, but not <laughs> yes. in the way that we think it is. But yeah, I think, um, Oh, you know, so many people have written to me or spoke to them and said, you know, and, and I feel very honored by it. Um, they've said, you know, you helped me to take a leap in my life. You, you helped me to take that leap of faith. And I'm so glad that I did. And my life has changed because, yeah, it was, it was huge to leave science. It took me six months to, to really make the decision and everything started to shut down like I'm talking about emotional shutdown I went into depression mm -hmm. Phys the, the physical my physical body was the last thing to shut down and I lost the sight in my right eye it literally really? it literally disappeared and they didn't know what was going on um there was no explanation but it was uh fearing the path ahead I literally was fearing the path ahead and I remember sitting in the HR office of the pharmaceutical company I was working for at the time with an eye patch on and she had this woman had no compassion at all and she said well you can you know you can still come to work and I'm like I don't know what's going on with my eye I'll have to wear an eye patch I don't want to be here at work da, da, da. and I thought that's that's like the last nail in the coffin I I can't be in this space anymore I changed so much within me had changed and it just wasn't a match to my vibration anymore and I thought well how, how am I going to how am I going to pay the bills and all of the you know the basic human needs that we need mm -hmm. we still need money in this world and things like that um but spirit and that light within me was like no you'll be fine it'll be absolutely fine and I was I was so happy and the money was there everything that I needed the food was there um I slowly started to make new friends who were on my wavelength and and this is it, you know, when we are presented with these leaps and we're constantly presented with leaps, no matter who we are or how long we've been on this path, we have to remember that the details will not come to us until we've taken that step. Because I think everybody is always waiting for the perfect conditions or, mm, you know, absolutely. for this to fall into place. And it's, it's BS. We have to take the leap. 
we have to take the leap and understand that the new landscape will be formed through that leaping. So everything will fill in, the landscape, um, everything will, will be there, all the material needs, emotional needs, everything that we need or, or feel we need will come to us once we take that leap. And it, and it, and it does, always, doesn't it? Yeah, I think a big part of the um, transition that, that we go through is leaving behind these old parts of ourselves, these old beliefs, and sometimes old relationships too. You'll, you'll, there becomes friction in our relationships because you're no longer showing up as that version that the particular person knew you as. And so they're like, well, you're different. Yeah, I'm different. I want to be different. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, as, as sad as that may feel at the time, what you're doing is making space for you to actually bring in people into your life who are going to inspire you and encourage you and uplift you and you know, play in this new, this new landscape that you're talking about. Right. And so it may feel really scary because you can't see past, you know, what's right in front of you, but I have yet to talk to a person, even if they felt like, you know, they, they came upon an obstacle during their journey. Like I've never come across a person that was like, I would never do that again. <laughs> you know, like they're yeah. always like yeah. at the other, you know, once I get to the destination, then I realize all those things that I've gone through, you know, had to happen for me to arrive where I am today. So, you know, I think it's just a part of that process is kind of losing parts, old parts of yourself, which may involve relationships and jobs and all different kinds of things. And then again, making space for the universe to bring you what you actually want and what you need. Yeah. And then comes the perspective and the realization, just like what you shared. Perspective is such a gift when you realize, oh, oh, right, that had to happen. I had to go through all those experiences to reach this point of breakthrough and look what I'm creating and, you know, and look who I'm hanging out with now. It's, isn't it wonderful? <laughs> Look, look who's my a guest on my podcast today. I mean, how cool is this, right? Oh, likewise. <laughs> and even our cats, we were talking before we came on air, because um, you've got your cat right there yeah, and my cats, right? And maybe they have co-created to be with one another today. <laughs> yes, we, we definitely have some feline energy happening on this episode today. For sure. So, Kalista, I'm curious to know, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I have lots of questions for you, but I'm curious to know, you know, as somebody who may be kind of beginning their journey, like they're interested, I I call this woo woo 101, like an introductory level to just all different kinds of topics and modalities and really just expanding your awareness to what's possible. So Mm-hmm. What would you say to somebody if they wanted to start connecting more with their, their angels, with their guardians, like what would be a first step that you would recommend for them to take? Oh, I love this question. I guess it would depend on what guide they want to connect with. Do they want to connect with ancestral guide, angelic, elemental, dragon, ascended master, and whoever they want to hang out with and connect with and partner with, see it as a friendship. Uh, I think a lot of the times people see it through this utilitarian filter of, okay, what can this guy do for me? Um, Because, you know, a lot of of humanity is selfish, egotistical being. (laughs) And they're like, okay, what can this guy do for me? And we kind of forget that like any beautiful friendship, it's Mm co-creative. It's a dance. So I love asking the question before I even, or somebody wants to connect with their guides you know think about okay how could I support this being or this deity and that helps that person to come to a place of um an equal platform with that guy yeah because sometimes we put them away above ourselves but actually how can I help their evolution and of course put this question to the guide or the angel when you do make that conscious connection with them 
And most of the time, the angel will turn around and go, thank you, you know, thank you for asking me. And normally the the reply is, you know, keep open hearted, um, call on me, be with me. Mm. It always seems to be back to them, but it's really nice to, to, you know, shift the, shift the perspective and the definition of spirit communication, make it more spirit friendship, spirit partnership. What, what is the purpose? What's the mutual purpose? Why do, are you wanting to connect with them just for entertainment purposes to, you know, cause mm-hmm. a lot of the time spirituality can be more of an entertain, entertainment or a diversion or a distraction, but are you really seriously wanting to partner this guide? And if so, okay, what's the purpose? Are you going to give yourself to this relationship fully? You're going to be present. Are you going to have a consistent time every day that you connect? Are you going to create an altar as a space for reverence? Which if the individual who we're talking about this, you know, this hypothetical situation, if it was, for example, the ancestors, my biggest tip would be um, to bring that connection into your everyday experience. So literally have at the dinner table a space for your ancestors like an empty chair so beautiful you know put a plate down and your kids will be like what is happening and you'll say well this is for your great yeah this is for your great gran and you know show that show the kids the picture of your great gran or whatever whoever you're connecting with and that's lovely it's a lovely way to continue so moving like i'm i'm um my father passed in 2019 and i'm just immediately oh. thinking of him and i'm just recognizing how beautiful to share that space and I actually interestingly enough um have a small um jar that my stepmother gave me of his ashes and I purposefully put it on the um fireplace mantle in the kitchen so he could be with us because we will always be in that room we eat dinner every day and that you know what I mean we're constantly in there and so um I share this because I think that it's partly what you're saying is invite them, you know, to, to just as you would any friendship or any partnership, invite them to be a part of your life. And I think that's just such a beautiful invitation that you can offer. It's not like you said, asking, you know, what you want. It's, it's inviting them to have a relationship first. And I just, that's so moving to me. Um, cause it's not generally how people would answer that question. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. My, my father passed in 2019 as well. And, um, since his passing, we are more friends now, our relationship mm-hmm. in spirit than we ever were in the physical. And, um, Oh, even just when you're talking about your dad, I can feel him. And I'm sure people listening and watching are, are can hopefully can feel your ancestors. And maybe this will help you to just close the gap and realize that they really are around you all the time and they're within you and you are their legacy. You know, you really are. So it's a wonderful way to give back to them and honor them by saying, okay, there's your space. Come in, break bread with us, you know, drink. Uh, and I'm, I'm just realizing his birthday is actually on Sunday. Um, and my oh, husband okay. and I were oh. just talking about this and I was, I'm going to make Papa. That's my kids call him Papa. I'm making Papa's Mac and cheese Sunday to honor him because he always would make homemade Mac and cheese. And it was a huge hit with <laughs> everybody. So, um, it's just, I just love this idea of, you know, and I, I love that, you know, he's the type of person he's, going to make himself known and and be seen. So I love that he just had to jump into this conversation, but (laughs) um, I just love the invitation of, and not just with your ancestors, but um, like if you're going outside and you're in nature and inviting the fairies to come walk with you or come play with you or asking the wind, I, I connect really heavily with the wind and it seems so silly, but it's so playful. And it goes back to your inner child, right? And connecting with that, that wonder. And, and like, if you've ever watched your children, they just, they just be, they don't have any set agenda. There's no, 
you know, strict yeah. to-do list. They're just exploring and observing. And I really feel that being called for us collectively right now is to like get back into that space of just being. Yes, yes, absolutely. Carrie, I love what you're saying, but I have to say, and I, hopefully if people are, are watching this, they can type in the comments, but on this side of you, so where it's purple, you keep having like orbs come in and it keeps flashing as well. It's really interesting. I wonder if anybody else oh can my, see that. I'm, I'm curious now. I'm not, I'm not seeing um, any comments come in right now, but okay. there's got a couple of folks live with us. Let us know if you can see. I can see your background changing a lot. It's cool. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, it, I, Helen is with us. She's saying taking that step. But yes, it feels huge right now. So I think that might have been um, what we were talking about earlier about making big changes and how you were sharing your story. So thank you for joining us, Helen. So and if if you are live with us on Facebook, if you have any questions for Kalista, definitely type them in. I'd love to share them live and, um, you know, we'll do our best to answer them. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I'd like to talk a little bit more about um, nature. I don't, I don't know, you mentioned earlier that you felt called to um, pull in some flowers today for our conversation, which I love. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Um, and I am definitely uh, somebody who feels very called to nature, um, particularly if I'm stressed or anxious, like mm. that is my go-to kick my shoes off put my feet in the dirt, like literally in the dirt in my garden and just um, ground and kind of recalibrate. So do you have any, I don't want to say tips or tricks, but um, <laughs> thoughts, we'll go with thoughts. Thoughts feel better. I don't know. Tips okay. and tricks feels like, I don't know, ma magician. And that's not what we're going for here. Um, but, you know, I, I think we are collectively just really like feeling like in that survival mode there's constantly something if it's not you know yeah. covid it's war and there's a lot of stress right now in the united states um with politics and i think we could all use like a space to really just and yes these are important topics but also uh, take take some space for ourselves so if you have any thoughts Absolutely. on on where yeah. people can go to do that and how to do that Something that I want to share, um, in fact, I was talking about it briefly yesterday on my page about a vision quest I did uh, a good few years ago, and it was 10 days out in the wilderness in the highlands of Scotland, five of which with no food, just water, no tent. You're literally out Ooh. there. With, I just had a tarpaulin, and um, we had all picked to go out and it was right in the middle of Hurricane Bertha. So it was torrential uh, rain. <laughs> so I just had this tarpaulin. Anyway, I'm going to cut this, this story because um, I could talk about the Vision Quest for a long time. But I wanted to share a technique that the Vision Quest leader shared with us before we went out in the land on our own. He shared with us a couple of techniques because Yes, you are exposed to the elements and you really do come, you walk over a threshold into the spirit world because you're fasting for so long. Um, mm. So I, I thought I knew fairies and everything up until that point. I really didn't. I met them. There was more raw than ever before. And we had all these interactions. But the vision quest leader said, the one thing that you will meet the most on your vision quest is boredom. Mm. He's like, really yeah he said boredom so he gave us some techniques to do and the, this is one technique I would love to share with everybody and it is where you literally sit down on the land and it could be anywhere it could be by a river it could be in a forest it could be on a hilltop um, I like doing it outside where there's lots of grass and flowers mm -hmm. and you take a meter square so in your mind you know just sort of judge where a, a meter would be a meter square and you sit okay and you look only within that meter square of earth 
or land or dirt and you will be brought into a space where it's you and spirit and the beings that come in whether elemental or whether like little bugs or centipedes or spiders they all come in with a message for you and they might start to create a little pattern or it might be something completely more mundane but there will still be a relevance there Mm -hmm. and it's a fantastic exercise for being wholly present Mm, completely present and it's amazing what can be revealed you know uh, a lot of the shamanic traditions or sweat lodges or you fast in a cave for a couple of days in the darkness but actually you don't have to go to those extremes you can literally sit and have this meditative square of the earth where you're just focusing and what you're not facing in your life will be revealed Mm. it'll come up and the little bugs and the things that come in into that square will be reflective of that and and this is magical it's a really ancient technique but super magical and I think we could all probably benefit from doing that even if it was just a blooming hour out of the busyness where Mm -hmm. we're just chilling out with nature doesn't have to be a completely uh expansive metaphysical experience it could just be right i'm just going to take an hour out when this have no expectations of this exercise i'm just going to see what happens um and if everybody tries that let us know <laughs> please let us know how you go yeah that. share share with us in the comments um or you can you know we'll actually share the um website or however you want folks to connect with you towards the end of this but I'll also add it in the show notes so you guys can reach out to us afterwards and you know the one thing that I love about this is that it's accessible right there's nothing fancy right you're literally just sitting on on a piece of earth which I'm sure we can all find a piece of earth somewhere close to us and um you know like you said no fancy tricks or anything it's just you and just the ability being present is huge because a lot of us don't do that we don't take the time to do that so true and you can enhance it by when you sit on that land open your heart and really come into that space of reverence and say okay i'm here great great mother mother earth however you you know you connect with the earth i'm here i'm receptive please show me what i need to know or heal, accept, transform. I'm wholly present for you. And then you just go into that active meditative space. But I did that a lot on my vision quest and it was it was really revealing what came forward. And this little sort of green grasshopper bug, he wasn't a grasshopper, but he kind of looked like a grasshopper, <laughs> hung out with me for literally the five days that I was fasting. And it was, he was my buddy. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it's so interesting when you, um, when you really start paying attention to nature, you'll notice a lot of cyclical themes and, um, more so than just the seasons. Like I'm not talking about the seasonal changes where leaves are falling, but even just the different creatures. Like uh, I notice, like when the ladybugs come out, it's a specific time of year or when the foxes show themselves, it's a specific time of year. And that is one thing that, um, nature just always has such beautiful messages for us. And, and it really shows us that all things come in time Mm -hmm. and that we don't necessarily need to rush to get somewhere that everything has a season and, even if there is a season where you're letting go or you feel loss, again, it's seasonal. You always, I feel like it always returns on some level, maybe yeah. not necessarily, you know, when you're losing a loved one, not that they return, but maybe they return in spirit. And you, like you mentioned with your father, you're connected even stronger. And so I don't know, for me, nature is just such a beautiful messenger. And this, this technique that you're sharing, it gives us an opportunity to connect with nature in a way and really observe her and what she has to offer and the messages she has to offer. And um, yeah, 
a lot of the times we don't take the time to look or to listen. It's like the messages are there. The billboard is right there in front of your face. But until you take the time to be present, you're going to be like, I didn't, I've lived here for 20 years. I've never seen this billboard, but it's always been there because you, you've just been too busy to look. Um, yeah. So I just love this, this <clears throat> idea of being present. Yeah. She's such a mirror nature, such a mirror. <clears throat> Sometimes I'll go for a walk and I've actually done this for other people as well when they've asked for healing and this she's taken me back to a couple of years ago when a friend of mine wanted some healing and I was going out for a walk and I said I can give you some healing later but actually she was with me my friend was with me when I was walking and I said okay whatever I don't want to mention her name but whatever she needs to know may it be reflective in this walk and it was mm -hmm. what she needed to know was reflected through it sounds really strange but through the patterns of the bark and through um the stones and how the stones were lying on the ground and all of these messages and and then of course we get onto another topic of spirit animals the animals that come in obviously have a message as well absolutely so it was it's it can be so eye-opening and you can do this for yourself you can say if there's something in your life that you can't see past or you're conflicted or you're uncertain about something or you've got two ways two choices and you don't know what ch choice to make go for a walk and just say mother you know mother earth can you show me elementals or the spirit of the wind show me show me the way please reflect to me i'm here i'm ready i'm i'm, I'm uh, receptive and that is it's these simple ways of mm -hmm. connecting back with the earth i really feel is what's going to change the world you know spirituality is made to be such a complex ascension which i teach a lot is everybody seems to make it so fancy and elaborate <laughs> but actually you know there's so much spiritual ego in that it's just it's simple it's just you and the earth there's nothing else or you and the angel or you and the dragon you don't have to make you know elaborate rituals and ceremonies it could just be as simple as opening your heart and having a conversation mm. <laughs> I, it. I love that so much because I am, when I first started down this, this path of spirituality, cause you know, I don't know what else to call it And this, this, you know, I know there's more, there's more, right. It, it's this, this taste of starting to question and going, but what if, but what if, and like asking that question and and I've lost my train of thought on that one, but <laughs> that is the best question. What if? What if? We're talking yeah. about simplicity. I really mm -hmm. thought in order to be, and this was back in like 2010, just a context. So 12 years ago, right? I really thought you had to look a certain way. You had to be a certain person, like it, it intuition and being able to connect with spirit was only for certain people. Mm. that looked just again it looked a certain way like and I was like well mm -hmm. I'm just plain Jane mom bun you know I'm yeah there's not a whole lot going on here <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty simplistic but as I continue down this journey and like you're saying you know there's rituals and um, protocols and books upon books upon books that you can read and it wasn't until very recently that I realized I don't need if, and, and that's not to say for people who do have rituals and if that practice yeah. is part of your journey, I think that's beautiful. I think if it makes you feel good and feel connected, absolutely continue to do that. But I do want to offer that there's another side to this where if you, it's like, you know, if you feel that you can just pick up the phone and like dial your BFF in spirit and, and have a conversation and then hang up when you're done that is totally fine as well. I, I personally think that it doesn't need to be like smoke and mirrors, right? Yeah. I, I think in a lot of time in like Hollywood, every, everything has to be more grand because it's this visual theatric, you know, trying mm -hmm. to get you to connect emotionally and all the things. But I really think it can be as simple as just saying, Hey, I need you right now. You know, are you there? What, 
you know, but let's talk. And it doesn't have to be so grand, I guess. I think a lot of that was down to the spiritual publishing movement and the books that were out there and the people that were more uh, of a celeb celebrity than actually, you know, I, I saw a lot of that and it put me off publishing books for a long time because mm. I just... I saw some people on stage and no judgment to them, but they were a different person when I met them one-on-one -on -one than they were this persona. And I thought, this, this doesn't feel right to me. You know, their integrity is such a big thing. And I think we're all being asked to be more real than we've ever been before, you know, and yeah. really connect with that sovereignty, that authentic spirit within. And how can we do that if we're presenting a different self and being a different person behind closed doors, you know? Um, so I, I see the world changing. I see the publishing world changing. And um, I stepped away from a really well-known publisher because they wanted me, they literally said, you know, I want you to look a certain way on videos and have mm. incense and altars and everything. And I said, I don't need any of that. It's about the message. Sorry, my cat has obviously found a spider or something. <laughs> um, it's 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 just yeah, it's about making it making spirituality real and accessible, and I think people connect more to the teachers or the show, light way showers, whatever you want to call them. Um, when we're being real, when we're being honest and saying, you know what, we don't have all Bruh. the answers. We don't have all the answers. Yeah, we still. We, you know, we have crises and moments all the time. And that's really the path of ascension. The path of ascension is messy. And mm -hmm. if you're not feeling like you don't know what you're doing most of the time, then you're not doing it properly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you're not asking the question, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that's so true. I think, um, what I'm noticing now is the people particularly that I'm drawn to are the ones that are just no smoke and mirrors again, right? It's that yeah. very raw. And as we said at the beginning of the podcast, like being human is messy. It's, it's uncomfortable sometimes, and it's not all joy, sunshine and rainbows, but that's part of the experience and that's okay. Yeah. And I think it's okay that we show up in those moments when it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And this really speaks to the bigger message of the divine feminine rising. Of course, the divine masculine is rising too, and unity consciousness is here. But the, the feminine that was so suppressed for so long, is, this, is part of, this is part of her, you know, being mm -hmm. messy and being raw and showing the parts that we felt are, are shameful or dirty or dense. I mean, F to that, like... There's no more processing anymore. We don't have to process ourselves or say that's dark and that's light. Yes. Everything is beautiful. Bring everything into wholeness. That's the feminine way. Um, and that's why I hang out so much with the feminine archangels because I love them. They're just, <laughs> they, they, they stay with you until the job's done. I mean, I love Michael and Gabriel and Raphael. Love them. They're brothers, our big brothers. But the ma the more the masculine aspect of the angels come in and they fix things, you know, they cut the cords or they do the healing mm. work and then it's done. Whereas the, the female angels are more pervasive. They stay with us until um, we really have figured out what we need to figure out or we've arrived at the root cause of insecurities or an addiction or a phobia. They'll, they'll stay with us because that's the feminine way. And I just, yeah. There's Love definitely it. this um, <laughs> motherly energy that's coming forward. And I think a lot of us um, are really exploring, again, going back to the inner child, that, that mother wound or father wound, if you will, and um, wanting to heal those relationships and wanting to, as we're now, this this generation, we're now adults and we're parents of our own, really wanting to do better and be more conscious about the choices that we're making and how it affects 
not only our children, but the people around us. And I'm just really feeling um, when you're talking about the female archangels, it feels like there's this nurturing happening. Like it's, it's like teaching your child to ride a bike, right? Like they're just not going to get on the bike and go like, it's a process. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that, you know, that moment when you're, you're holding the seat for them and you let go for the first time and you see them ride and they're just so free and full of joy. And like, that's, this is the image that's coming to me. Like, and, and you just feel so much joy and love for that beautiful person that like is so free. Yeah. That's the relationship I'm feeling is like, that's, I don't know, that scenario really just is speaking very loudly. And does that resonate with you? Do you feel that? Completely. I think that on so many different levels, you've hit the nail on the head. It's, it's beautiful because through their eyes, they want us to, especially the Archaea, the feminine angelics, they want us to embody freedom, to Mm. really embody freedom. You know, there's a part of me that kind of cringes when we talk about mother wounds and father wounds and all the kind of spiritual terms that we use. And I know we have to, to sort of get our head around it, but from the perspective of the angel, we are already healed. There is no Mm. wounds, you know, they, they, in their eyes, they see us, if we go back to that anal- analogy, as already proficient in driving and cycling, uh, riding a bike. Sorry, I can't get my words. It's late here in the UK. They already see us as a cyclist. They don't see us as needing to learn anything or having to go through a process. But when we do and we get it and we feel that joy, they join us in that joy. Yeah, they join us that. and they celebrate with us absolutely beautiful analogy so I do have we have some um more folks that are joining us here on Facebook so I'm going to try to pronounce all these names correctly Marabella says hi ladies beautiful light around you both Claudette sees I see the light is glowing around your shoulders and Helen says she does have a question Um, For Kalista, at the moment, I am being pushed to really share my angel and unicorn gifts, but unsure how. I am hiding behind my complementary therapies, Mm -hmm. um, lymphatic drainage and reflexology, and love your guidance. Uh, Well, we all hide at some point, and that's okay. Um, Sometimes we need to hide. Sometimes we need to go into that space to gain the wisdom or to rest or to integrate but just don't hang out in that cave too long you know it's like it's like (laughs) the old monks in Tibet sitting on the sitting on the mountains away away from civilization that's brilliant you can be enlightened in that space but the mastery is coming down and being in the city and still being able to be enlightened with all the people around you with all the busyness so I understand uh where you are Helen sometimes when you're an empath as I know that you are it can feel very there's almost like a part of us and it's that protective part of us that wants us to stay safe stay safe doing what I know in the comfortable in the comfortable relationship or the comfortable therapy safety yeah yeah and not wanting to branch out because they don't want to be seen or scared of you know, taking on other people's energies. But I know this Helen, I think, I, I think I know who you are, Helen. There's lots of Helens <laughs> in the community, but I think I know who you are. And um, you are incredibly gifted. Mm-hmm. We all are. We all have our gifts. You just have to believe in them. And um, one step at a time, just one step at a time, one client at a time, one student at a time. You don't have to you know, I help a lot of people to branch out into their spiritual business and angel healing and unicorn healing. And sometimes I think they think they need a course, um, students, like a, a, a group of 20 students. I'm like, no, start with one student, start with two students, gain your confidence, um, enjoy the experience, and then it will build up um, one step at a time, I would say, Helen. No, I think this is with um, any career that you're trying or any new hobby or, um, you know, um, art that you're trying to learn is that it, it feels a little clumsy at the beginning because you're trying new techniques. You're maybe learning new things. 
I work in the IT space. So maybe you're learning a different code, like a different language. And um, it, it can feel a little unsettling and like, like you're not terribly grounded. And how do you, you know, how does any master get to be a master? And it's that they keep trying and they keep going. And it's just, I love how you're saying, you know, take one foot in front of the other one at a time. And if you have to, you know, crawl to start with, then crawl and then you can walk and then you can run. And we oftentimes, um, this has actually was coming up earlier in our conversation, but we feel that the message is like, you know, you were saying you're, when we're connecting with spirit is like, what do you want from them? Like immediately you're, you know, what can I gain from this? And a lot of the times they'll go, you already know the answer. I don't know why you're coming to me. You already know the answer. And so just have more confidence in yourself and know that, you know, the right steps to take and, you know, you'll get there, right. It doesn't have to be instant. We also live in a society right now where everything feels like it has to be instant, but I think part of the joy is the process of becoming. So get, allow yourself to be present going back to what we were talking about earlier, allow yourself to be present and enjoy the process of becoming. Fantastic advice. So, well, Calissa, I know we're getting closer to the end of the hour. Um, you do have if I'm not mistaken, you have a new Oracle deck coming out or that you're working on. Would you like to share a little bit about that before we go? Yeah, the Female Archangels, which is the deck to accompany the book. Da, 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 that one there. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, the Female Archangels. I'm actually writing the second edition of the Female Archangels because there's six new angels that are going to be added, six new chapters. So that's exciting. Um, and then the Female Archangels deck oracle six years in the making um is going to be out in the autumn time um in the states it will be out in september in the uk and the rest of the world october and it's available to pre-order on amazon right now um but yeah if anybody wants to get in touch and talk about nature spirits or the land or anything that we've been talking about working with the angels or unicorns please get in touch because i I might take a while to get to answer your email, but I get back to everybody and make sure I get back personally oh, so to everybody. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. And where, where can folks reach you um, on your website, Instagram, where, where's the best place to find you? Um, Instagram. I love hanging out in that space. Um, so Calista Ascension or Calista Ascension, Facebook, YouTube, and CalistaAscension.com. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for being with me this conversation. As I anticipated, the hour flew by. Um, I just love chatting with you. You're so full of wisdom and you just have such a beautiful, calming, present energy about you. So thank you for allowing me in your space for a while and for joining us today. I, I truly appreciate it. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Maybe we could do it again because I love the flow that we went today. It was really lovely. It was, it was, we actually, when we started, we said, oh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. And it went all over the place, but it was all connected. It was all connected. So Beautiful. thank you to everybody who has, uh, who's here and also in the replay as well. So nice. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching and enjoy the rest of your day until next time. Bye.